everyone. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm Florence Bremer. I'm your host. I'm a mother, a wife, a grandmother, a movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. And this podcast talks about that. So um, for the last almost three years, I think I've been doing this podcast, or is it two years? I'm starting to lose track of time. Um, I believe it's two years. And I have um, been recording the podcast pretty much on a weekly basis. Every once in a while, I end up skipping a week. When I used to skip a week, what I would do is I would do a rerun. I would take a previous podcast and um, put a new caption on it. Not that I was trying to hide anything. I was saying this is a replay, but I would um, caption it a little bit differently so people would know it was a replay. And then I would post it for that week. And in the last three or four months, there have been several weekends where I have missed doing a podcast. And the fact of the matter is, I'm just running out of time. And this is the whole reason I started doing this podcast. So I could talk about how I was managing my time and how I was better managing my time and giving tips to my listeners on how to manage my time. And now it just feels like I can't get it managed. So I wanted to talk about my week a little bit and then discuss some tips um, that I gave in a previous podcast, but I'm going to modify them a little bit and do tips that are more during the pandemic lifestyle. Because I'm really finding that to be an issue. Um, I was looking back before I even started this podcast today, I pulled out a folder of notes from old podcasts. And sometimes I keep my notes and sometimes I don't. And I was looking back at some of the notes and I was amazed at what I was doing during certain weeks or months. I would look at the notes and it would talk about traveling the week before and then coming back and doing trials and working out with a trainer two days a week. And now I, I'm thinking, where, when did I get all this done? I still have 24 hours a day in a day. What's different? I can't figure that part out, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. I think one thing that's kind of happening is, and I don't think this doesn't have anything to do with the pandemic, but a lot of my cases are just not getting resolved. When you're an attorney, you have a certain amount of cases that will get resolved. And I still feel I have that going on. But then you have a lot of cases that, um, you know, the fall off your calendar because they're resolved. And then a new case takes their place. What I feel like I've had lately is some cases are getting resolved. And a bigger majority of cases are taking their place. And I feel like since the pandemic, things are harder to get resolved. Um, 
just all of a sudden you're have a hearing knocking on your door of certain cases. And then I've had cases from, you know, quite some time ago where the dates were pushed out. So cases that maybe should have been resolved are still on the calendar, but in a different format. So everything has just been kind of crazy. And then also um, around Christmas time, I took a new client who had two cases that were um, both set basically for trial, like in a two-week period. And I'm sort of in the middle of that right now. So that's something that's made my calendar very difficult. So just a lot of different things. And then this Tuesday, um, I, you know, before the day started, it was just such a, it was like one of those things hanging over your head like a cloud. And my Tuesday was, I had four hearings. My first hearing started at 830 I feel like a lot of judges have been starting a little bit later, so to have an 8.30 hearing was different, and then I had a 9.15 hearing, and I had a 2 o'clock hearing, and then I had a hearing where I was just basically on call for the day, and um, the funny thing is that hearing ended up getting resolved by 10 a.m., so between 8.30 and 10, I conducted three hearings. And then I worked the State Bar Hotline. I do that about once a week or once every other week. And it's a three-hour commitment. You're not on the phone for the three hours all the time, but it it just depends. And it ended up on Tuesday not too, too bad. I think I had a handful of calls. And then I had a Zoom meeting and I had an in-person meeting. And that was my Tuesday. And then on Thursday, so throughout the week, I won't give you a breakdown of the whole week, but on Thursday, I had a mediation, and the mediation started at 1. I expected it to be over at 3, and it was over at 5.30. And during the mediation, I had scheduled, well, it wasn't supposed to be during the mediation, it was supposed to be after, I had scheduled a call so I took a break during the mediation to take the call. It just was a nightmare couple of days. And this morning I went into the office because I had two hearings. I had um, a hearing with a um, judge where I was doing it virtually, and then I had a telephonic hearing. And those were 10 minutes apart from each other. So I've just had a ton of overlap lately. Um, so I was thinking about a list that I had put together quite some time ago that I had done a podcast on. I called it Grace and Contentment in the Law. And it was a list of just things that I found that kept me happy and helped me with my schedule. Some of it is personal, some of it is business, some of it is a combo. And so I'm adapting the list a little bit for current times. So one of my um, all-time favorite things to do is listen to a podcast. And so every day I listen to Adam Carolla he has his Monday through Friday podcast. I also usually listen to Reasonable Doubt, which is 
Adam Carolla's podcast with Mark Garagos, a very famous attorney. That's um, one of my only legal podcasts. I try to stay away from the legal podcast, um, although I do listen to another one called Legitimate, which is about a once-a-month podcast, and it just has very, very um, reasonable and standard um, and effective tips for running your law office. And then I started listening to The Sopranos. Uh, there's a lot of Sopranos podcasts, apparently, but I'm listening to one called Talking Sopranos, which is with Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharippa, two of the main people who played um, main characters on The Sopranos. And they do they have fun guests, and they do a great breakdown. And I listen to The Film Vault, they do a weekly podcast, which they've divided up into two parts, and they just talk movies. And then I started listening last night. I found out that my cousin's daughter is um, has a podcast, and it's called A Nerd and His Queen, and it's really sweet. They're just talking about what they're doing and you know what they've done, where they've eaten, movies they've seen, games they've played just from two young people who are freshly married and it's just nice to hear from two positive people so that's a brand new one I listen to podcasts and what I used to do is I would listen to podcasts mostly when I was driving or walking now I listen to them in a, in a variety of settings and maybe I need to ease up on it a little bit because as I was thinking about it I'm thinking, you know, I'm always um, listening to podcasts that um, are keeping my mind busy, obviously. And when I got home from work today, I did my hearings in the morning and took care of a few things. And I just thought, I need to work from home for, for the rest of the day. And I need to record a podcast, you know, and just need to get back to kind of my regular life and not be working every second. So I came home and did a, um, did a, you know, before I did my podcast, I just sat on my closet floor and I just started reflecting. And I wasn't listening to a podcast. I wasn't, I, I was sort of thinking about this podcast, but I just was letting my mind be free, which I hadn't done in, I don't know when. And so part of my tip of listening to a podcast is maybe sometimes you need to not listen to one and just let your mind be free. I know that this is something that is talked about quite a bit when people talk about meditating. I am not a meditator. I find that just sitting and trying to meditate does not work for me. A walking meditation is... Um, preferable for me or um, if I'm doing something like just stretching like that could be a good meditation just something to clear your mind whatever works for you also um, going back to listening to the podcast when you're doing it I think you can do it one of two ways and I, I've done it both if it's a podcast I'm like really trying to listen to every word I tune everything else out. 
where I make sure that I'm not answering emails or doing something like that, where I can just focus on the podcast. There's some podcasts where I'm like, okay, it's just kind of playing in the background. And I'll do things like go through my personal emails, or I will clean up my business emails, but don't answer any of them substantively. Or I might go through some paperwork. Um, I have a doctor's appointment last week. And the very, very annoying thing about a doctor's appointment is every time you go to a new doctor, they have you fill out the same forms. And it's a referral from another physician. And I'm like, can't they just get the information from that physician? Why am I filling out things like my emergency contact again? Just kind of annoying. But if you're listening to a podcast, not so bad. So that's one of my tips for some grace and contentment in the law or in your life. One of my other things is try to not work at least one day a week. I have found in the last year, so as we're creeping up on the year, I I consider St. Patrick's Day to be the day where it was the line in the sand of when the whole shutdown thing started. It was a little bit before that, you know, there was things where things were starting to happen, but really St. Patrick's Day was like, boom, that's it. Um, before that, it seemed like I would often be able to have a day where I didn't work. Most likely it's Saturday and it worked pretty well. Now I'm finding that I'm working almost every day, even if it's for a couple of hours, because between emails and the phone and the mail and things that I need to work on, it just seems there's always something that's pressing. So as part of that, if you are having a hard time having a day where you have some time off, if that's the case, schedule time to work. So today what I did, and this probably was more last minute than anything else, but I went to the office early. I took care of some things, took care of my two hearings, and took care of some more things, and then went home. And then, like I said, when I got home, I needed to decompress. I sat on my closet floor and just thought. Kind of flipped through my calendar a little bit, but just really tried to get a perspective of what it, what happened to me this week. What's going to happen next week? What do I have coming up? And I'll tell you, I do feel much better than I did about an hour ago. And so getting back to my point, which is if you need to schedule time to work, and I do this quite a bit, and I do this quite a bit with timers, where I'll say to myself, okay, I'm going to give myself an hour to work on something. I'm going to set a timer. Sometimes this works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I get to the hour. And if, if sometimes I have to stop working, like say I have a court hearing, but sometimes I can, um, 
I can keep working. Um, and I realize I'm just not that far into the project. So I might set another timer for half an hour. But just having a little bit of a schedule, that's good. And if you have a cutoff time, if you can do it, if you don't have a deadline, that's good for you as well. Also, schedule other things that you need to do. Schedule relaxation. Schedule exercise. Schedule family time and get-togethers and self-care. This... Over this last few months, it's the beginning of March, I have had, have had quite a few appointments that are things that I need to do for my self-maintenance. Doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, that sort of thing. And I've been getting massages semi-regularly because I have something going on in my back and hip, and that's what some of my doctor's appointments are about. And so I just need to stay on top of it. Um, there's been times where it's my back has gotten so bad that I can't do anything except lay down. And even laying down is painful. So you have to take care of yourself for sure. Um, one of my family get-togethers that was scheduled recently was last Sunday. I scheduled my mom's birthday. And my son-in-law works at a restaurant. It's called Pomodora, Pomodoro's in um, Cave Creek. If you like northern Italian food and homemade pasta, like great pasta, go there. It's very, very delicious. And we went there as a large group. We were able to get a private room. It was nice. Um, you know, we had um, good drinks, lots of laughing. The babies were there. It was great, and things like that need to happen. First of all, my mom is 73, so it's a big deal to celebrate her birthday. And we wanted to be special, so we did, you know, that. Um, another thing I would suggest, this is sort of going off of my pre-pandemic list and modifying a bit. One of the things on my pre-pandemic pandemic list was always to pre-plan vacations well in advance. When I would look at my schedule for the year, scattered throughout the year were all sorts of trips. There'd be usually one one time a year going to Disneyland and several times a year going to Universal. Um, I would on and off have a yearly pass. I would get a yearly pass for Universal, go like crazy, take off six months to a year, and then get another yearly pass. It was really cost effective and just fun. But guess what? You can't do anything like that anymore. I did finally plan a little bit of a vacation. My daughter and I, my youngest daughter and I are going to New Orleans in a week for her spring break. And it's just going to be, I'm hoping, you know, like I, I haven't traveled since all of this happened, so I don't really know what it's going to be like, but I'm just hoping it will be relaxing and fun. We're going to walk around New Orleans, walk along the river, walk in the quarter, just explore it. New Orleans is a place that over the last several years, I would go probably twice a year, and I'm anxious to get back. It's a place where that I have considered going to live 
on a temporary basis. And I'm not sure what this looks like. This is just something sort of in my head. And maybe it's just getting um, an Airbnb or a, a hotel for a month and staying there. Or maybe at some point if things... I don't even know what my life would look like to be able to do this. It really is a pipe dream at this point. But maybe at some point living there um, three months out of the year or half of the year. I just really love it. And you can't really do any vacations. I know I've talked to some people who are either traveling a lot or they know people who are traveling a lot. And lots of people are taking advantage of the lower airfares, but I've sort of been of the mindset that I don't want to walk around and worry about masks all the time and worry about COVID, although I am taking the shot to go to New Orleans and see how it goes. This is dipping my toe in the water. Well, when you can't do vacations, what can you do? So what I've tried to do is just find whatever make fun where I can find it. And one of the things that I found that's kind of fun is doing this thing called Cameo. It's a website where you can get a star to send either you or someone you pick a message. And there are thousands of people who do cameos. And if you really like a television show, like say you like The Office, you can put The Office in there. And anyone who's ever been on The Office will pop up and you can get a cameo from them. Cameos range from $25 to a couple of thousand. I've never done one that's been a few thousand. I've done a handful that have been on the cheap, cheap, cheaper side. I did one for myself from Gina Grad from Adam Carolla's show. And she had met me before and actually remembered me. So the cameo was super personal and super fun. Um, my daughter Lillian did Xander from Buffy for, this is how I heard of it, because my daughter Lillian did one for um, my oldest daughter, and it was Xander from Buffy, and it was really fun, and then my oldest daughter did some TikTokers for Lillian, my middle daughter, and it, they're just fun to watch, because you don't even know what you're going to get. I did one for my sister-in-law for Valentine's Day from like her all-time favorite singer from um, his, I can't think of his name, James Maslow from Big Time Rush. And then recently for just for fun, I did Spike from Buffy for my daughter um, because she's just doing such a great job taking care of her baby. And they're fun. Like you just, you get a little cameo. They do range in quality. I would tell you on all of them, I have been extremely happy the one that I got from my sister-in-law was super cute. It was super sweet. Um, but the guy sort of messed up what I wanted him to say, where he like flip-flopped it. Because my sister-in-law gives the greatest gifts. And he had said, Florence gives the greatest gifts. And no, I didn't want to say that I give the greatest gifts. <laughs> Not what I was saying. So um, that was the only snafu. And otherwise, I found them to be very fun. Um we're still doing the movies. Last week we went and saw Tom and Jerry. And before I sign off, I'll do a little review of it. It ended up being really fun. It was the first time I think that we've done a kid's movie. I take that back. We did Elf. Um, but 
we did a um, we did a movie with, and we invited our neighbors and my um, Tanya, who works with me, and her family. And it was a big group of people. You could have up to 20, and I think we were like 18. So it was nice. It was nice that I was like, oh, I'm really getting my money's worth on this one. I, honestly, I felt like I've always gotten my money's worth because they've just been so enjoyable. But that's like something else we'll, we'll put in there. And really, we're just trying to find fun where we can get it. Tomorrow, we're trying to get to the mall. Um... The mall has been, I don't know, it's kind of crowded when you go. And they do this thing where they only let so many people into a store. And then you have to wait in line. So it's not great. Like, it's fine. Um, but I do have some errands to run, so that's really part of why we're doing this. So really what I'm saying is find fun where you can grab it. Another thing I'll recommend is... Whatever field you're in, do something that's different than that. I read a bunch of non-law stuff. I watch a bunch of non-law stuff because my mind just needs a break from it. But every once in a while, I'll watch a legal movie and I'll be like, well, this is sort of fun to watch this. So just whatever you can find as an escape. Another thing I'll recommend, and this is a this was a pre-pandemic thing and a post-pandemic thing, go through your mail every day or every other day and sort and toss immediately. When you are on top of your mail, it's just like one of those little things where you feel you have a sense of accomplishment. My um my mail ranges from some days getting this huge stack of mail and then some days getting barely anything. And if I sat on the days where a lot came in, it just would be a disaster. So going through my mail every day is great. If it's a day where hardly anything comes in, it literally takes two seconds. You're just mainly tossing things and off your desk done boom another thing I would suggest is find some happy places in your office in your home and I figured out I may have a few of these actually so my office is um is a relatively happy place and I have a back room that I use as kind of a sitting and reading room. And I will tell you one of the m most embarrassing things about my sitting and reading room. I have not sat in there in probably five months. I have been tethered to my desk every day. And what I've done instead, um, I'll tell you who's been using my uh, sitting room at the office. A lot of times my... Um, my 14-year-old will come after work, or after work, after school while I'm trying to get off of work. And she'll hang out there, and she lays on the comfy velvet couch. There's this little velvet um, couch, not a, not a full size, but big enough you could take a nap on it if you curl up. 
and there's a soft blanket and there's pillows and she and so she lays out with snacks and takes a nap and eats snacks so she's enjoying it but I have to remember that that I can go in there and sit and just enjoy myself I have a few happy places at my house one is just in my room Sometimes I sit in my closet just so it depends on what I'm trying to accomplish. Sometimes I just sit in my room on my bed or this little um, chaise that I have in there and I'll just clean out my purse or answer emails, just whatever. Um, I In my room, I put in a couple of lamps because my overhead light is just really, really bright so I put in a couple of lamps so when it does get dark at night, I just have a nice light for reading or whatever I need to do. And then a, my, a, a secret place for me is my closet, although not so secret. Everyone usually finds me in here. But sometimes if I just need a few minutes, I actually sit in my closet. I record this podcast in my closet. It is roomy and I can spread out and it just works for me. And I have a couple of other places in my house. I have a little office that I'll sometimes work at. I have a desk in my kitchen that I'll work at. That's a, a really good one for me. I have a nice outdoor space that I'll sit in. And I have a room that just to be uh, fancy, even though it's not really fancy, I call it the parlor. It has a chair. And then next to the chair, I have a small table, and it has a lamp on it, and I will read there. It has great sunlight during the day, and then it has a lamp if I want to read at night, although I definitely prefer reading there during the day. And I also have a jacuzzi tub, which is something I wanted my whole life, like my whole life. My mom used to have these hilarious... Um, I don't even know what you'd call them. They were like a, yeah, maybe you can still get them. I haven't seen them in years. But if you didn't have a jacuzzi tub, you could buy this pad and bubbles came out of the pad. I don't even remember how it worked. Was it plugged in? I can't tell you. I'm not sure. Um, and they were very, very uncomfortable. And the bubbles hurt you. It wasn't like a regular jacuzzi. So I always... I would try to use it, but it wasn't really satisfying. And when I moved to this house and there was a jacuzzi tub, definitely a happy place for me. Um, another thing I will recommend is buy shoes that make you happy. Now, this can be a variety of different looks. I have shoes that I put on and I wear to the office, and I sit at my desk, and that's it. And every once in a while, maybe I look down at my feet, and I smile. I'm not walking around in these. I also have shoes that feel good that I can walk around in. Those shoes make me happy as well. Um, I have a keychain that makes me really happy. It has a skull on it. I got it at Alexander McQueen. It was probably the only thing I could afford in the store. But I went to Alexander McQueen in San Francisco years ago, and I bought it, and they wrapped it up beautifully for me. And um, it's just something, when I look at it, I just remember that trip. I was doing an oral argument, 
I bought it for myself after the oral argument as a treat. And it's just a little token of something that makes me happy. Another thing I'll recommend, and this is both a pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, is do one thing at a time. Now, there's things where you can maybe do two things at a time, where you have a podcast playing in the background, and then you are answering some emails that don't take a lot of thought. Fine, that's not really what I mean. Here's what I do mean. So my desk at work has a desktop computer, I have piles on my desk, and it's something I really need to work on. But what I'll do is I'll have things that, um, I have piles of things where, like, the cases are, have, like, stuff going on, on with them. So it's kind of off to the side a little bit. I have ones that are on my desk where I'm waiting for something from a client, like a call or something. And then I have things that are super urgent, which are just right in front of my keyboard. It's a mess. And then because we're doing Zoom meetings, if I don't have a client who's coming to the office, I do the Zoom meetings and the Zoom court appearances at my desk because I can use my desktop as I need it. So what happens is I'm doing the Zoom on my laptop, but then for whatever millions of reasons where it comes up, I can access documents or emails or whatever I need for the hearing or the meeting on my desktop. Because it's hard to manage, like say you need to look at something, it's hard to manage it if you're doing it all on the same computer. So that's the setup that I have. I don't have the world's largest desk. It's pretty big. I probably could... Like, as I'm thinking about my desk right now, like, I just really need to do something about it um, just to get spread out more and have more of a, of a tabletop to be able to do things. Like, yesterday I had my laptop propped up on what I'll call my semi-urgent documents, and I was doing the Zoom meeting where I could access the computer, and my laptop goes flying off the stack of papers and uh, hits the floor. Nothing happened to it, but it's still like one of those things where it's just too many things going on at once. And I will tell you, there has been, you know, I would say more than 10 times where I have spilled my coffee into my keyboard. I have this keyboard that I've actually had for probably 20 years and I love it. It's this, or 20 years probably like six or seven years, maybe 10. Um, and I love it. It's this light touch keyboard. I don't think they make it anymore. So I'm afraid it's just going to not work any longer, but it's still working. I dump it over um, every so often and get the crumbs out because that's another thing I'm bad about is eating while I'm working and I need to stop. We all need to stop. Try to do one thing at a time. Stop spilling coffee into your keyboard. Another thing I'll recommend is letting it go, especially at night. I can't tell you how many times that I have been laying in bed, ruminating, and just thinking, oh, opposing counsel said this, 
and it's just going through my head over and over again. Or I'll think about something um, that I need to do tomorrow and I can't stop thinking about it just over and over. You got to let it go. Another thing I'll recommend is have a routine. So I have had a pretty solid routine, I would say. Um, and here's the other thing. Your routine will change throughout your life. Your routine can change on a monthly basis. It can change on a yearly basis. Sometimes um, when I look back, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I used to do this regularly. It doesn't exist anymore. Or it's not something that needs to be done. Or I'm doing something else in its place. Just whatever is going on. Here's the thing about a routine, though. It's when it doesn't happen, don't fret. Don't beat yourself up. Because I have sort of a, a standing routine. I get up about 6 every day, sometime between 6 and 6.30. It's starting to get more light every day, so I'll probably start to get up a little bit earlier. And I go downstairs. I have coffee. I will either start by reading something pleasurable or I'll start by emails. Um, I used to have a policy where I didn't look at emails in the morning and I'm finding fine. It's just a good way to get a head start on everything because emails can just be so all encompassing, but I'll do something like that in the morning. Um, I had to be at work at eight 30. Could I do that the other day? No, I couldn't. I had to get up and just march right into the shower and then get to work. And none of that happened. Um, my lovely slower morning wasn't something, but the next day it was, and, and that's all you can do. You have your routine as kind of the skeleton of your life. And when you need to do something else, you just have to go with it. One thing I used to recommend, and I haven't done this in forever, is that I used to work in really weird places, not super weird. I know it sounds like like I'm working at, I can't even think of anything crazy, like a nightclub or something. I didn't do anything like that. But all I meant was working in different places. So I would take my transcripts and my computer and I would go to a breakfast place or a coffee shop. Well, it's kind of difficult to do that now. Um, you really, when you go to When you go to eat somewhere, you're just taking your, you're just eating, you're ordering, you're eating, you're getting out. They, a lot of the restaurants have limited tables, so you can't just cop a squat at their table for three hours, you know. Um, they have people who are coming in and out. I don't even know if you can sit in a coffee shop anymore. I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> I haven't tried it. So that one I, I um, I've kind of thrown out at least for a little bit. Maybe I'll get back to it. But what I think you can do is get away from your desk a little bit and maybe go work at, like I have, um, I have two desks at my house. I have one that's built into the kitchen and I have a desk in like a little office. Those are both great places for me to work because they are not in the office. So I don't have the office distractions 
but still have a work area. Another thing I'll recommend, and I think maybe this is even more so now, but staying off social media. I have felt that there's just so many things that on social media that can be upsetting or distracting. Lots of people talking about the pandemic, lots of people talking about COVID, lots of political stuff, and um, it can just be too much. It can be overwhelming. In the past, I would say stay off of social media because you're looking at things like everyone having all sorts of fun, like people's vacation pics and things like that. Well, not so much anymore when you look at things. A lot of throwback pictures of things that people used to do, but a lot of just, I don't know, complaints or worries, maybe just stay off of it a bit. I find I'm not missing anything by not going on social media. I maybe go on Facebook a couple of times a month and just look at the most recent postings and see any recent pictures of people's babies and that's it. I'm done. My biggest thing that I don't think I'll ever change is the early to bed, early to rise. I need to go to bed early. The other day I was watching a true crime thing and I can't think of what her name is. Her first name was Lori and she had the two children with the beautiful smiles and she killed them or had a hand in their killing and she had a tie to Arizona. She lived in Gilbert for a period of time and then I guess moved to Idaho and, and did this, did this horrible crime. Um, and I started watching the show and the next thing I know it's 1030. Well, I was exhausted the next morning. So last night I went up to my room before nine and everyone else was still downstairs kind of doing things and um, I cleaned out my purse, got organized for the day, and it was just so much better. And I was asleep pretty early because I was just so tired. And then getting up early gives me a little bit of quiet time. Um, there's two babies in the house, so they get up early. But it gives me a little bit of, of time and lets me see the sun come up. Usually have coffee, and maybe a nice breakfast if I'm up for making something. And it's just better than trying to hurry up and get out the door. So those are my tips for grace and contentment in the law during the times of a pandemic. Some are the same, some have changed. I have a couple of movies I'd like to talk about. You know, I'm going to think out loud for a second. I, I realize that I'm recording this. I'm almost at 45 minutes. I may think about doing a podcast every other week. Um, I don't know. I'll let everybody know. <laughs> but maybe it just helps me get my thoughts together to do it twice a month instead of weekly. If you have any comments on that, um, you know how to reach me. And I will go through the ways to reach me again at the end of the podcast. But something that I'm thinking about is I'm thinking about out loud regarding my podcast. So a couple of movies I've seen over the last few weeks. One is called Psycho Gorman, G-O-R-M-A-N. This movie is so funny. I got a link for it and 
just was cracking up. It's about a creature from space that comes down and, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything because this happens within like a few minutes. And this, you know, it's hard to tell how old she is. Maybe she's 11, starts being able to control him. And it's funny. She's funny. He's funny. She has a brother that's funny. Just funny. And a lot of practical effects. So it's a little bit like The Evil Dead, if you've ever seen those movies. But better, because I'm not a super big fan of Evil Dead. And I really, really like this movie. Um, So I highly, highly recommend it. My daughter is watching it right now, and she said she loved it. I also went and saw Tom and Jerry at the movies. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like a snooze fest, you know, like, because I remember when I was little, I sort of just got over Tom and Jerry, like, oh my God, how long can they chase each other? But this had not as much Tom and Jerry as you would expect. There were live action people. All the animals were cartoons. The people were live action. Um, Michael Pena's in it, who I just love, and he was the best part of the movie, super funny. So just not that bad. Um, And as I was watching it, and there was a lot of people in the theater with me, you know, all my family and friends, and I could hear them laughing. I'm like, people are having a good time with this movie. On Hulu, and I've mentioned this before, I try to find the new releases that would have been at the movies or maybe are at the movies right now and watch them. And Nomadland with um, Frances... um, Oh my God, her last name is escaping me. Frances McDormand is on Hulu. So this may be a movie that I think is probably going to get nominated for an Oscar. She's probably going to get nominated for Best Actress. It's just a very different movie. It's incredibly watchable. You feel like you're watching this woman that she's playing and watching her life. And you think that she's lonely but I don't know that she's lonely she may just be alone and prefers it that way and hopefully I don't really think that's any sort of a a spoiler alert at all because it's not telling you anything about the plot but she lives in her van and it's a lifestyle and it's a lifestyle for a lot of different people many many parts of the movie are her listening to people's stories about why they are doing that, whether they were just forced to by circumstances or whether it's a lifestyle choice, um, great scenery, like a lot of like Arizona, Nevada type scenery. It, can I say it was like my favorite, you know, like, was it a movie that I'll watch again? I'll probably never watch it again. I enjoyed it in a way. (laughs) Um, She's sort of unlikable, even though most of the time she's silent. It's a very, very hard movie to explain, but a good movie. So I understand why it's getting a lot of awards. It makes sense. So if you have Hulu, definitely see it. Um, Another movie that I saw on Netflix was called I Care A Lot. It was about a woman, I don't think she's an attorney, although the whole time I was trying to figure out if she was. I think she's a public fiduciary, and was she attorney at some point, or is she? That part I could never really figure out, and I guess it really doesn't matter. That was just sort of for my own edification. 
And she, it, she runs a bit of a scam in that she um, will find people who possibly need a fiduciary and then she puts them into a nursing home with the help of doctors and the people who run the nursing homes and she um, has a judge that's very sympathetic towards her who seems like a very good man and cares about the, the elderly people when she really doesn't care about the elderly people but he doesn't know that um, it's kind of funny. It's like a dark comedy, great acting. It goes by quickly. It's like kind of at a fast clip. Peter Dinklage is in it and has a great part. Uh, Eileen Weiss, um, plays one of her, um, the main characters played by Rosamund Pike, who was in Gone Girl. And Eileen Weiss is, and, and I'm, I'm probably saying her name wrong. Because I always forget actually what her name is. But um, she appears to be one of Rosamund Pike's victims. And that's all I'm going to say. See the movie. It's on Netflix. I think it's it'll be in like the top ten movies. They're, they're pushing it quite a bit. Lots of people apparently have been watching it and streaming it. It's good. Um, those are my picks for the week. I recommend them all especially out of my four movies if you were going to see anything i'd say see psycho gorman you have to rent it from somewhere though and if you don't feel like doing that i'd say your next best bet well you know what if you have hulu and um netflix watch both nomadland and i care a lot and tom and jerry if you have hbo max you can watch on hbo max so there you go. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Facebook under my law office. My website is bremerlaw.com. I'm also on Patreon. We have a deal going on Patreon for a price through Patreon. You can get a free t-shirt or you can get a free t-shirt and a talk with me. And the t-shirt are t-shirts that are made by my husband. So thanks for listening and I'll either be back next week or the week after depending if I'm going to keep doing this weekly or, or do it every other week. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye.